0: Listening to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. We hope you enjoyed Trekkies. The time is 11:59. The temperature is a brisk 56 degrees, with a slight damp chill in the air. The stoplight at Sacred Burial Road is out. Standard four-way stop rules apply. We know most of you do not know how to negotiate a four-way stop. This is why we do not have roundabouts in Cozy Corner. This week is Urinal Cake Awareness Week. Please be aware that there are urinal cakes. Aim low, gentlemen. Aim low. WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio is made possible through a generous grant from the Welsh Jennings Corporation. Wells Jennings building a better tomorrow today it is also made possible by listeners like you it's midnight the witching hour time for wkmf's most modestly rated show the late night fright with dan and faith stay spooky cookies <laughs> Welcome, all of you out there, to the late night fright. It is indeed WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio's most modestly rated show. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very creepy doll co host, Faith. Say hi, Faith.
1: Hi, I'm Chucky.
0: Oh, you chill me to the bone, <laughs> Faith. You chill me to the bone, talky Tina.
1: What if I was Chucky the doll?
0: i think maybe some days you might be chucky the doll faith (laughs) Uh, before we get into the show we we need to offer an apology if you were listening to trekkies just now trekkies uh that's trekkies with a z Mm -hmm. hosted by our good friend scott rice uh that show ran off of the rails uh the police have been called the police are indeed here we were getting phone calls the police are here they're taking care of it now scott and uh greg huffleplank Better known as Lothar, Wielder of the Wand of Wussification, member of the Society of Dark Wizards of Cozy Corner. They got into it over something. I don't know. I wasn't listening to the show. Were you listening to the show?
1: No. I wasn't
0: either. (laughs) But uh, the police are here. I'm coming into the studio. I see the flashing lights. You know, uh, Bobby D'Amato, host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. He was here. He was like, man, something happened. You know, so... uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, we need to apologize. That comes from from the station. We want to offer that to anyone who is listening to Trekkies. That is, of course, Trekkies with a Z. The situation is well under control, apparently. Very good. So, well, Horror Month continues here on The Late Night Fright with 1988's Child's Play. Child's Play, Faith. This is the third classic slasher of the 80s. The yeah. 80s gave us such classic slashers as Jason, Freddy, and the villain at the heart of this tonight, Chucky. What is it with the 80s slashers and regular guy names?
1: I don't know, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> right. Jason Freddy and Chucky. They're just regular dude names. Never yeah, it's not like that. Frankenstein and the Wolfman and, you know, all that stuff. No, no, no. These just are Jason Freddy and Chucky. These Chucky. these are your neighbors, yeah. <laughs> For every Tom, Dick, and Harry, there's a Jason, Freddie, and Chucky. <laughs> so, Well, uh, the 80s are alive and well. If you've been following the show, we did an episode on the uh, newest Huey Lewis album, Weather, as well as his music video for Doing It All For My Baby. That album is available now. We are not getting any kickback off of this. We just wanted to tell you that that episode is available, and the album is really, really good.
1: It's great. (laughs) It is great.
0: It's a, it's a lot of fun. So be sure to check out the episode and please be sure to check out the album. Uh, It's, it's, it's worth your time. It's Mm -hmm. 30 minutes and it's seven tunes and and a lot of fun. Uh, The eighties are also alive and well. We just found out last night that uh, Robert England, Freddy Krueger, Roberto Englando is indeed going to have a show on the travel channel and he is going to be Looking at stories from American history that have horrific overtones that were reported in newspapers. So, if there was a haunting uh, or any kind of strange occurrence, it appeared in a news article, and they're going to be doing some recreations of those. And it looks to be unsolved mysteries for horror buffs. And that's going to be on the Travel Channel in mid March. We're going to be following that show and i have a theory that uh his involvement in this series is why he has not appeared on our show.
1: Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly why. That's exactly why.
0: That has to be it, right? Yeah,
1: he's been just too
0: busy. He's been too busy, yeah, telling yeah. telling scary stories on the uh on a uh, moderately rated cable <laughs> channel. That's what it is. We still love him. <laughs> but uh we're excited. What did you we saw the trailer for this and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, i'm excited about it. I i usually like travel channel stuff, so
0: I, I think yeah. it's a. I think it's a natural fit. And yeah. uh, I'm surprised no one has gotten him for something like this before. He's such yeah. a presence, you yeah. know, and uh, he looks fantastic in, mm-hmm. in like everything you'd want him to be <laughs> in this uh, in this series. And uh, he is known to be a little bit of a ham. And it looks like he is just eating this up in the. Uh, <laughs> In the uh, intro trailer that has dropped, that's available on YouTube to see, and uh, mid March, uh, really looking forward to that. So the '80s, indeed, Faith. The '80s are alive and well. Yes. We're going to get to 1988, Child's Play, in a bit, but you know what? For you know, what, Faith, first we have a little bit of of news, don't we?
1: We do. It's time for the news. It is
0: time for the news.
1: Update. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was false and fake and never happened.
1: Not right. I'm Adult film actress Nina Nygaard recently won Best Actress at the first annual Cozy Corner Adult Video Awards for her role as Dr. Ivana Bone, a mathematician with a tight ass and loose morals in the film It Comes Before 70. Congratulations, Nina, you dirty dirty whore.
0: Good film. The Welsh Jennings Corporation, the mysterious company with the ominous factory off of Sacred Burial Road, has said they have absolutely nothing to do with the dreaded coronavirus that has made international headlines. They did add that when lunar madness becomes a thing, that's all them.
1: Well, there hasn't been much news about Gwyneth Paltrow recently, but a few years back, she named her kid Apple. Gwyneth, while charming as a mofo in the Marvel movies, has apparently lost her grip on reality. God bless
0: you, Gwynny. Finally, legendary disc jockey Johnny Caravella has retired. Caravella, known by the names Johnny Sunshine, Johnny Midnight, Johnny Duke, Johnny Style, Johnny Cool, and most famously as Dr. Johnny Fever when he was broadcasting at WKRP in Cincinnati, caused quite a stir in Los Angeles in the late 60s when he said booger on the air. Johnny, we hope the sounds are smooth and the drugs are good wherever you land, Faith and I would just like to say one thing to you. You ready, Faith? Here we go. Booger. Booger. And that is the news. Update! Right
2: Information that was false and fake and never happened.
0: Update! Right Update, Faith. Update. Well, Faith, the 80s are alive and well, and we're gonna ask a question. One of the eternal questions, Faith. Mm -hmm. What happens when Jerry Dandridge and the mom from Seventh Heaven take on an evil ginger doll? I don't know what. The movie nineteen from nineteen (laughs) eighty eight, child's play. That's what happens, Faith. We're gonna talk about that when we get back from the break. I am Dan and I am Faith and we will see you on the other side. (laughs) WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio is proud to present The Straight Dope with Harrison Ford, WKMF's number one rated show. Why is The Straight Dope number one? Because people want The Straight Dope on The Straight Dope. This is uh, Harrison Ford, host of the uh, little program or whatnot. Join me on uh, whatever radio station this is. I really don't know. I'm going to. Be reviewing some green. I'm talking about paraphernalia. The culture that surrounds the green and paraphernalia. And I'll probably be sharing some experiences. Or not, I, I really don't care. I don't even know why I'm hosting a radio show. They're paying me. The Straight Dope, with Harrison Ford. Every day at 420, only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I'm so high right now. How much higher could I get? None.
2: This is a. Our- Ross Roberts, host of, uh, What I'm Looking At on, uh, the WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I just want to tell you kids, I think you guys are, are doing a great show tonight, and, uh, I just wanted to tell you and, uh, all the listeners out there to be careful. There's a, there's a lot of looky-loos and, uh, and creepy creepers out there. And, uh, Faith, I just, I just want to tell you, uh, I, I think you're absolutely beautiful. And, uh, I don't know if you know this about yourself, but, uh, you smell different when you're sleeping. I just I just wanted you to know that. Um, anyway, well, just disregard what I just said there about uh, you smelling different when you sleep. I, I'm I'm sure you, you you smell just the same. But uh, anyway, uh, great show, kids, and uh, be real safe out there. Uh, there's some looky loos and and creeper creeps out there, and. Uh, if uh, if y'all wouldn't mind, my, my phone battery's about to die. If you could just call my parole officer and uh, and uh, and tell him that uh, I I will be checking in as soon as I get some charge on it. I sure I sure would appreciate it. It's uh it's been Ross Roberts, host of uh what I'm looking
3: at. I love you, Faith. The Cozy Corner of Travel Agency. For all of your vacation needs whether you are going to the big island or to the seventh level of hell the cozy corner travel agency has you covered the cozy corner travel agency don't be a dick use us to book your next vacation
0: the cozy corner travel agency located on sacred burial road in the shopping center across the street from the king's palace drive-in theater The Cozy Corner Travel Agency. Don't be a dick. Let them book your next vacation. Welcome back to the late night fright, right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. It is 13 minutes after midnight, 12:13. Faith, that uh, that has to be something, right? I think so. I am Dan, and with <laughs> me, as always, is my very creepy doll and moderately rated co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, uh, the bumper there for the Cozy Corner Travel Agency, that was the voice of the mainframe computer here at WKMF. And I did not know that she had stretched out and was doing advertisements, as they call them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very interesting.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's kind of funny. We're not supposed to do advertisements, but she's able <laughs> to do advertisements. So, All right, mainframe computer, good on you. And uh, Ross Roberts really seems to like you, Faith.
1: Apparently so, and I'm kind of creeped out.
0: I'm glad that he likes you, because he used to like me. (laughs) So, that's... uh, Aren't we special? Yeah, oh, we're special, all right. We're <laughs> moderately rated and wear that like a badge of honor. We are here in February, it is horror month on the Late Night Fright. Uh, we are going to be talking about Child's Play from 1988. This story was by a gentleman named Don Mancini. The screenplay was by Mancini, John Laffia, and director Tom Holland. Now, that is the director Tom Holland and not the <laughs> Spider-Man Tom Holland. Don't make that mistake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because, you know, to yeah. jumping all over time. and <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Boy, uh, that'd be something, wouldn't yes. it? Uh, Tom Holland, the director, he is responsible for 1985's Fright Night. That is a film we covered here on the show. That episode is available wherever podcasts can be found. That was a movie- you and I both are very fond of that movie. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a very good horror film. It's just a good film Mm -hmm, period, but uh, we're both very fond of it. And I like that episode. And uh, if you have not seen Fright Night, I highly recommend it. There are a lot of similarities between those two films. We're going to talk about some of those similarities. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cast here is pretty damn good. Uh, Chris Sarandon, Mr. Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night and uh, former paramour of Susan Sarandon. He appears here as Mike Norris and this is interesting because Chris Sarandon actually gets to play a hero in this. He usually yeah. plays a man of questionable morals <laughs> or an outright villain. No, here he plays a hero. Catherine Hicks of Seventh Heaven fame. She plays uh, Karen Barkley. She is the mom in this piece. Alex Vincent plays Andy Barkley. He's the kid who has the Chucky doll. And Mr. Brad Doroff, Academy Award nominee Brad Doroff. He plays Charles Lee Ray slash Chucky. This is a really good performance. We're going to talk about his performance. This is one of the the great iconic horror film performances, Uh I think. So, uh, speaking of the mainframe computer, here with a very short synopsis of Child's Play is the WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio mainframe computer.
3: Check this shit out. The mom from 7th Heaven buys a doll in a back alley where they also sell smack blow and ass. She doesn't think twice about it because her ungrateful larva just has to have this doll. The doll is inhabited by the spirit of that billy guy from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He was also a weirdo in those Lord of the Rings movies. Anyway, the doll starts murdering and it's up to Jerry Dandridge to help 7th Heaven Lady stop the insanity. The doll tries to put a knife through Jerry's dick. Don't buy your kids toys in an alley where they sell smack, blow, and ass. Also, don't trust a ginger. The end.
0: Thank you very much, Mainframe Computer, for that concise and questionable synopsis of Child's Play. Smack, blow, and ass. Don't trust a ginger doll. I, I, I'm
1: going to call her Seventh Heaven Lady now. Seventh
0: Heaven Lady. Okay, yes. we're, Catherine Hicks from henceforth during this evening's broadcast will be known as Seventh Heaven Lady. So this is a movie with a uh, gris gris voodoo, a killer doll. This starts off crazy and it gets crazier as it goes along faith. Let's get right to it. What did you think of child's play <laughs> from director Tom Holland?
1: I've always liked this movie because it's just weird <laughs> and, and really fun. But Chucky is like one of the only, <laughs> what do you want to call it? Uh, Villains, <laughs> slashers,
0: yeah, horror have, figures. That have like
1: creeped me out completely. <laughs>
0: I remember you told me this a long time ago, and I want to get to that when we get to our discussion of Chucky, but this is what I think is so funny, because Freddy's the one that's always scared me, you know, <laughs> right. coming up in the 80s, you know, he was there, but when you told me this a while back, I kind of giggled, because Chucky's never really scared me, outside of the fact that, you know, he's creepy looking, but, you know, it, it it's didn't, a
1: doll. It,
0: it, yeah, yeah, it is. With a
1: knife.
0: It is, Yes. Yes, I stated it on our Twilight Zone episode that inanimate objects that talk scare me. But Chucky has a lot of life to him and we're going to we're <laughs> going to get to that. So I I also like this movie a lot. And this movie actually got really good reviews upon its release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert and Leonard Maltin both gave it uh, three stars out of a possible four. Uh, horror movies don't typically get good reviews. This right. got really nice reviews when it came mm-hmm. out. Um My take on it is it's just a really good horror yarn. This is just a really fun, good horror yarn. Um, It's not a Halloween ripoff like Friday the 13th, and it doesn't have the deep mythology of something like A Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's just a really fun, clever horror flick, and I think there's something to be said for that. You know, it's... uh, it's it's pretty good so let's talk about the similarities to fright night mm-hmm. uh, in fright night we have a kid who knows something and the parent doesn't believe them and then they have to get outside adult help to get rid of the problem that seems to be the through line here in child's play too yep. so <laughs> exactly. that uh. You know that's kind of where the similarities end. There uh, they are different movies, but I thought that was a, a neat thing. He's also,
1: to, kind of one of the same people in both. Of them.
0: Yes, yes. Except this time, he's helping the kid. Yes. He's not terrorizing the kid. And I just want to say this: we're going to talk about Chris Sarandon a little bit. Uh, Chris Sarandon, if you haven't seen Fright Night, and I stand by this, Chris Sarandon as Jerry Dandridge is my favorite on-screen vampire. He's it's my favorite performance by an actor. As a vampire, a vampire, and I stand by that. Where do you stand on Chris Sarandon he, as Jerry Dandridge? He's
1: up there. He's, I like him a lot. <laughs> he's definitely up
0: there. And that character is really, really great mm-hmm. too. That movie, that whole movie's great. This I know. this movie's great too. Uh Chucky was designed by Kevin Yeager. Kevin Yeager was responsible for the Kruger look in Nightmares on Elm Street two, three, and four. So really the 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 classic run of Mm -hmm. freddy there kevin yeager was involved with that uh brad dorff was cast in this movie over john lithgow gary oldman and andrew devoff andrew devoff is uh the guy who played the genie in the wishmaster film series so uh all three of those are very good actors all three of them i could definitely see portraying Chucky but I do think at the end of the day they got the right guy Mm -hmm. to do the voice of Chucky so let's go ahead and get right into it let's talk about Brad Dorff and Chucky (laughs) Brad Dorff is an Oscar nominee for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest he played the role of Billy Bibbit in that film as a great and moving performance as a really wonderful performance Uh, he was also as the mainframe computer said a weirdo in the Lord of the Rings (laughs) films He also appeared as Sheriff Brackett in the Rob Zombie Halloween films. He was in both of those. He has portrayed Chucky in seven films. There is a TV show on the way from the sci-fi network that is tentatively titled Chucky. Uh, This is the one, as we said, that scared you (laughs) when you were a kid. What was it about it?
1: He's creepy. (laughs) It's a knife-wielding doll. (laughs) Come on.
0: Does the ginger hair have anything to do with it?
1: Probably yeah, and the freckles and the No
0: offense to gingers but eyes. but South Park did did you know speculate that gingers have no soul. So, uh part of the look, the doll, it was always supposed to be blue-eyed with red hair. That was always part of it. And uh boy, they they went, you know, <laughs> They really did a good job. They really designed a great piece of work. And the emotion on that doll <laughs> is wonderful. I love when he goes from completely pleasant, you know, yep. good guy, Chucky doll mm-hmm. to bad shit, crazy, you know, <laughs> uh, the GIF or GIF, however you say it. You can you can look it up right now. It's the one where he just those eyebrows go yes. down and he just he gets very evil and uh, <laughs> just some really great creativity and execution. In yes, that doll.
1: absolutely. Uh,
0: what do you think of Brad Dorf as the voice of Chucky?
1: I couldn't picture anybody else doing that voice. <laughs> it's
0: a it's a wonderful creation. I think it's it, I think it stands up there with England as mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. Uh, I give the nod to England just because you're not getting Brad Dorff on screen. This is the only one right. I think where he actually appears on screen uh, mm-hmm. as Charles Lee Ray. Mm-hmm. But uh, the voice acting is absolutely wonderful. You know, oh, yeah. and and uh, the remake, uh they, re, uh, they had Mark Hamill do it, so they had to replace him with arguably one of the greatest voice actors of all time. That's how good <laughs> this performance is. But uh, I think he's absolutely uh, wonderful. And the thing that I like about his performance is he's so game for everything, yes. He you can tell, like, <laughs> it's just like we're gonna try it this way, and I'm and he lets it all hang out, mm. and I think. Uh the juxtaposition of the normal good guy doll voice with Charles E. Ray's voice coming out of it is is what makes uh, it makes me laugh. it makes me laugh more than anything how how fun, you know, that is. Um I really think that the voice married to the look of the doll is is what makes yeah, this it makes work. It work. Mm-hmm. And um as I said before, I'll, I'll add it again. The dolls' features and the emotions are just incredible. So you got to give a lot of credit to Kevin Yeager and the puppeteers that were working on this. So it's a it's a special effect that that really works, you know, in yes. service of this story. And the story is just. So crazy. It's it so is, cra- As we it's... Said, it's got voodoo and gris, gris and it just goes completely off of the rails. I'm watching this. And when it gets to the last 30 minutes of this film, I'm going, oh, my God, really? <laughs> you know, it'd been a while since I'd seen it. And this is one that uh, I like this movie. I wouldn't say this is one that I hold in, like, highest regard. Right. But it's such a fun piece of work, and you know, to talk about horror films, especially '80s horror films, uh, late '80s, early '90s. You have mm-hmm. to talk about this movie oh, yeah. and uh, Chucky. I think I think Chucky, at least in the '80s, uh, belongs on the mountain with those great characters that we talked about, Jason and Freddy. I think yeah. I think he's yeah. the he's the missing piece of that uh, of that trio in the '80s. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> But really, where are we going to go with it? You know, I mean, Killer Doll is the only place you can go with it at that point. So uh, uh, we usually do favorites at the end of the show. And uh, we're going to go ahead. I want to go ahead and say my favorite moment because it has to do with uh, Brad Dorff. Mm-hmm. I know exactly
1: where you're going. Cause the, it's
0: mine. I think the best scene in the movie is when the mom discovers the truth about the doll mm-hmm. and uh, Seventh Heaven Lady. Catherine Hicks is really great in the scene Mm -hmm. when she's uh, picking up the doll, you know, the batteries fall out. So she realizes that the doll has not had any batteries (laughs) in it. Um, She didn't even think to check that, you know. But uh, anyway, there are some questionable things going on in this film. We're going to talk about some of that. Uh, The editing of it is really great. You know, it's this creepy thing, but it's his voice performance (laughs) in here. When the doll turns and becomes alive, and he says, you stupid bitch, you filthy slut, which... She has not up to that point in the film shown any symptoms of slutdom. Yet he calls her a filthy slut because Charles Lee Ray is a nasty bastard. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I really think that scene is is funny and and creepy, and I think it's really a nice, you know, kind of like nexus point. You know, like yeah. like this is what this movie is. <laughs> you know this this is it. Um, uh, as we said, uh, Catherine Hicks, Seventh Heaven, lady. She did indeed appear in the series Seventh Heaven. She yes. was also in a film we both really liked. Peggy Sue Got Married. She was in mm-hmm. that. She was also in another movie we really like, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Here's a little bit of fun trivia. She met and married Kevin Yeager on this movie. So this is two weeks in a row where we have <laughs> the lead actress hooks up with somebody on the crew. and They get married and they're still married because Catherine O'Hara married the production designer on Beetlejuice. Yep. So, uh there you go. I, I like her in this movie. There are some questionable things the mom yeah. does, like the back alley purchase right? where they smell smack blowing ass. Uh, they smell. S- they I sell. They smell. smell. It, it probably smells like smack blowing ass, too, back there. Uh, what did you think of uh, Seventh with Heaven Lady in this film? Because she is the adult that we are most empathizing with you know, on screen. You know,
1: I'm really honestly not really sure how I feel about her <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know. I like her for the most part. But there, like you said, there are some questionable things about her that just kind of make you raise yeah. an eyebrow. Yeah. I also can't stand Seventh heavens. So that's what uh, I yeah, go.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like all of the intelligence and warmth that she had in Star Trek 4. They were like, all right. All right. Seventh Heaven, lady. We don't want you to play it that way. We want you to play this dumb. Right. How dumb can you get? How dumb? <laughs> I want you to empty your brain and not fill it and and you're just going to play it dumb because uh, there's scenes in here where she's real breathy you know and and again just some questionable things like going to an alley to buy her child's toy going right. back to said alley to find the guy who sold it to her um, you know uh, it's it's really actually kind of a funny performance and she's a good actress that's the thing she's not yeah she's not a bad actress it's just it's so funny these horror movies especially from this time this this late 80s vibe um it's only in horror movies do we get this unintentional comedy you know this is the genre where you get these kinds of things for some reason and it's funny when you get it from a good actress like this because like i say if you watch her in anything else that she's been in she's wonderful it's just I'm going, you're a dumbass, you know,
1: (laughs) that's, that's, that's exactly it. Yes.
0: (laughs) You're a straight up dumbass. (laughs) Mrs. Barkley. Oh man. Seventh heaven lady.
1: Seventh heaven lady.
0: That creepy guy from Lord of the Rings is going to (laughs) get you. Chris Sarandon. We talked about how taken we were with, uh, Chris Sarandon and, uh, his role is Jerry Dandridge. Chris Chris Randon has been in so many things. He's another one. He's an Academy Award nominee for the 1975 film Dog Day Afternoon, starring Al Pacino. That is a, a classic film. Uh, he has a he was nominated for supporting actor for that. Um, he plays a good guy here, which is interesting. He plays Detective Mike Norris. Now Catherine Hicks is involved in one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Chris Sarandon is involved in my second favorite scene of the movie, and it is all due to his reactions and to how they write the character dumb. Um, <laughs> what did you think? Before we get into that, because I know you already know what the scene is, but uh, what did you think of Chris Sarandon's uh, role here as Mike Norris?
1: I loved him here, and you said earlier he's actually the hero kind of for one scene. <laughs> he's not... Definitely not, nothing like Fright Night, but um, I love him. I think he's great in everything I've ever seen him in.
0: He's a guy. He pops up in a lot of stuff, and sometimes you see him, and you go, "Wait, who is this again?" Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, horror Hall of Fame for Jerry Dandridge, uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's great here, and it's nice that uh, Tom Holland had him back, and he had him back because yeah. of the working relationship they had on Fright Night, and his appearance here actually kept him from being. In the sequel to Fright Night, and also kept Tom Holland from coming back, so they went ahead hmm. with the Fright Night Two without the two of them, and that movie suffers because of their the lack, lack of involvement. Of yeah, it really does. Um, Fright Night Two is a movie that is uh, fun; it's, it's a pretty fun little movie, but it's, it's nowhere near same. as good as Fright Night, and it would have really, you know, done well with with their involvement uh, i will say that so let's talk about uh my favorite scene involving mr sarandon here former paramour of susan sarandon um how do we describe this scene faith the scene the scene is a work of art the scene is one where you will not question what is going on on screen you will you will not be yelling at the screen either I was indeed yelling at the screen. So, <laughs> Detective Mike Norris is in his car. He is going someplace. He's, uh, I think at this point he might be going home to go to sleep. And evil Charles Lee Ray possessed doll Chucky is in the car and has a knife. <laughs> and Chucky's in the backseat and makes his presence known. Chris Sarandon is driving the mean streets of Chicago on a cold winter's night in the ghetto. <laughs> and, uh, Chucky makes his presence known, begins attacking Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon burns him with the cigarette lighter. Boy, wasn't that something when you saw the cigarette lighter in the car, you don't nope. see those <laughs> anymore. Do you <laughs> nope. Yeah. people in their health? What's going on? And, uh, but, uh, Chucky has a knife and Chucky starts attacking him. And in a move like something out of a Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon, like you could see, uh, you know, possibly the coyote attacking the Roadrunner or something like this. The knife starts coming up out of the seat (laughs) because he's under the seat. And it does indeed, as the mainframe computer so eloquently said at the beginning of the show, come very close (laughs) to hitting him in the dick. (laughs) At no point does Detective Mike Norris... As played by Chris Sarandon, you know, come close to stopping the car. Right. He, he's going for the break. Now, at one point, Chucky does hit on the accelerator and You can tell he's going for it. But my note here is stop the damn car. That's
1: exactly what I stop was thinking. Stop the damn car.
0: Get out and run. You know, right. You know, um, anyway, what did you think of that scene? Because I was laughing my ass off watching this scene.
1: I was, too. And I was literally thinking the same thing. Like, why are you making no attempt at saving yourself from this doll, <laughs> like just stop the car, jump out the car, yeah, uh, pick up the doll and do something with, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What what was really making the scene for me though was his reactions to it, like because I mean it was cartoonish the way his eyes got real big and he's, you know, getting up on the seat, you know, yes. and I'm just thinking to myself if I had a knife coming up out of the seat trying to get me, and and Charles Lee Ray is going. Indeed, for the ding-ding. I mean, you know, he's going for the ding-ding. Right. And, uh, again, I'd like to reference my notes, stop the damn car. Stop the damn car. But it's You're great. Right. Like I said, you have two really good actors here, and they just had them put them in these dumb-ass situations, <laughs> which I think is it's always fun to see good actors try to rise above the material. You know? All right. So we have a uh, we have a third on-screen performance, Alex Vincent, as Andy – Uh, What did you think of Alex Vincent as Andy? Because a lot of this movie rests on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Uh, He carries a lot of this movie, especially the first half of this. What did you think of him?
1: I think he's I think he's pretty good. I think there's a moment specifically when um, he's in the hospital and he starts crying and says that Chucky's going to get him. And he starts kind of sliding in his chair. Do you know which one I'm talking about?
0: I do. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, I, I think the whole performance is, it's a really good kid performance. I
1: think so too, but at that, that moment I was like, wow, he's actually, he's really good.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, like anything that might annoy you, you know, in his performance, you can go to like, man, this is a little kid though. Right. This is how they act. Right, you exactly. Know? Uh, the original script had it more ambiguous. They kept the mystery going a little longer as to whether or not Andy uh, was doing the killing and not Chucky, which I think I i actually I got to think about it. I would have liked to have seen that.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: But yeah. there's a part of me going, how do you pull that off? Because you have to know that he's in this doll that something, you know, that he did right. something which you get at the beginning of this movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: with uh, with a very short Brad dorff scene. But I do think it would have been nice to see him, you know, uh, maybe hold on to that mystery a little longer. Yeah. And speaking of the script, the script went through some changes. Uh, originally, it was about consumerism. At one point, because it was based on the Twilight Zone episode, Living Doll. There was a Karen Black television movie called Trilogy of Terror that had a a story about a killer doll in it that uh, Mancini was drawing inspiration from. And uh, but he was looking at the consumerism of the mid 80s. And uh, the Cabbage Patch dolls were the big, you know, Mm -hmm. driving thing here. And then there was a um, doll line called My Buddy that they drew inspiration from. And apparently if the Internet is to be believed, which, it you know. Everything on the internet's true, right? Right, exactly. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, the my buddy doll suffered a real blow because of this movie.
1: I can see why.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no. But uh, with all that aside, they made changes. I think the movie's fine for it. But uh, the really? original script did have it a little more ambiguous with uh, with whether or not Andy was the killer. And I'll say this: a creepy kid is always going to be creepy. And there are oh, moments yeah. here where he's kind of creepy. He he's. There are um i i do wish they had held it out a little longer maybe but this is what it is and and yeah. i think it works just fine
1: he was creepy though what what was the one moment he was telling his mom what chucky said oh maggie? that's my
0: favorite line in the movie it's my favorite line in the movie aunt maggie was a bitch and she had it coming that's it that's that's the best line in the movie <laughs> that's it. i have it i have it in my notes We're gonna i get think th- i do some work. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna get to it. Uh, that's a, that's a great line. Aunt Ma- that's a good life lesson. Aunt Maggie is a bitch, and she just she had it coming. So um, so we go through the story and we get to the end, and uh, the last act of this movie is them getting rid of Chucky and Charles Lee Ray. This has the Terminator ending slash energizer bunny. It just keeps going. They cannot get rid of this damn thing. <laughs> I mean they, uh, they knock him out, they uh, they burn him, and then he comes back before they finally uh, shoot him in the heart. I would like to draw attention to Kevin Yeager's design of uh, burned Chucky because I think <laughs> that is a really, really great look. Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: You know, that, that burned plastic Yeah, I was down.
1: referring to him as charred Chucky. As charred I was charred Chucky, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> Barbecue style. Uh, that blue eye popping out, you know, yeah, and it's... he just keeps coming and I want to I ask this question uh, because he seems to like to bite. Chucky's a biter. Yeah. So uh, let me ask this question. Is this because that is the best offense afforded to him because of his size? Or could this possibly be some kind of strange fetish?
1: Hmm. Maybe it's both.
0: <laughs> it could be. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It, it, it's funny, though, because it really seems to fit with uh with you know who he is like i could see him being a biter you know like it's it's yeah and that little (laughs) thing jumping at you and like latching on you know it's uh he bites the mom and he bites the detective santos at the end we're going to talk about detective santos i have some things to say about santos (laughs) in this movie because it might be my favorite performance in the movie (laughs) it really might um but uh yeah the terminator ending it just keeps going.
1: <laughs> you know, I think that's probably what scared me, because I think I was watching this young. I think that's probably what freaked me out, was like, oh my god, a doll's gonna come to life, and you can't get rid of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's... It's creepy. It is. It's rather creepy. <laughs> it is indeed <laughs> creepy. Uh, how do you rate him in the slasher genre? Mm,
1: he, he's, he's not... He's not a favorite, if that makes any sense, even though he creeps me out, but... He's. I don't think he's in my top five. Maybe top Danish. I would put him. I
0: would put him in the top. I'll maybe put him top five. I'll say this though of his movies. I really enjoy his movies. I do too. I think they're just so entertaining and crazy. And uh, we're uh, we're definitely gonna be doing Bride of Chucky at Mm -hmm. some point on the show because that's (laughs) the one that introduces Jennifer Tilly into the uh, continuity. And any time you introduce Jennifer Tilly into any continuity is a good time. I think she's wonderful and, and a wonderful addition. To, to this to this world yeah but uh this this is a really fun little movie it's a crazy little movie it's dark in places as we said this series goes <laughs> off the rails like the movie does and it's i think it's all the better for it you know but uh <laughs> yes. this is this is a lot of fun uh i would put him i'd, I'd put him up there i'd be he's, he's definitely top 10, top 10 thank you where
1: i'd put
0: him i think i think he deserves to be up there yeah. because there, there are some really genuinely uh creepy moments and I would also like to say too because he's so different from the rest of them you I know was just there, about to there's say not that. the yeah. standard slasher backstory mm-hmm. you know where there's as we said before on the show there's the anniversary or something triggers the event no this is uh, uh a guy who's into voodoo who, who be, you know becomes right. trapped in a doll it's that's actually kind of interesting it it's really is. it's a different take on on it, you know, it's got the the supernatural element right. from uh, from Elm Street with the real world Jason thing, yes. but then you've got the neat package. It's a little doll, which kind of <laughs> goes against your expectations. So it it really is a a cool character, and I think, worthy of being yeah, mentioned top. in. I think
1: top ten is a good those, uh,
0: yeah. And then you got the Brad Dorif performance, oh, yeah. which is I think oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, when you look at like the performances in these slasher movies, especially this era. You know, I think you can put his voice performance up there with Robert England's performance yeah. as as Freddy Krueger. I yeah. think it's that good. Mm, and I think so. He, um, like England, I think Dorf is a guy who has just completely embraced this. You know, embrace yeah. this character in this world, and he knows that when he dies, he's going to be. It'll be mentioned, you know, that he was the voice was of Chucky. Chucky, and his daughter uh, Fiona has been appearing in the last couple of movies that they've done. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool. It's really Who, cool. Is
1: she's voicing. Uh, no, no, she's actually appeared. She's actually in. It. Okay. she was in
0: uh, Cult of Chucky, I believe. I
1: don't know if I, I, I might have seen parts of that one but maybe i didn't recognize they the i'm not gonna
0: lie they all kind of run together for they, me they except really, for they really except did. for bride of chucky you know which i think is just so fun mm-hmm. um but uh anyway yeah child's play i i really really like this movie i do uh, i i i remember i had rented all of them one weekend <laughs> and uh this was years ago <laughs> and watched them all like back to back to back and, and my brain rotted and it was wonderful <laughs> it was a wonderful experience i highly recommend it to anyone out there Looking to rot their brain. Do it with child's play. (laughs) There are worse ways.
1: Great choice.
0: (laughs) There are worse ways to do it. So, all right. We're going to take a very short break. And when we get back, we're going to wrap up. Our discussion of child's play. And we have a surprise for all of you. We are going to have a very special musical guest here in the studio with us because, Faith, friends are friends until the end, right? Exactly. That's the theme of the movie, right? (laughs) Friends are friends until the end. Well, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side.
2: Depository, your one-stop shop for all of your dark spell-casting needs. The Dark Depository, located on Sacred Burial Road right in front of the Portal to Hell. We have everything you need for your dark spell-casting needs: books, amulets, talismans, wands, and those oh-so special ingredients. The Dark Depository.
0: Don't get mad, get evil. The Dark Depository is a proud underwriter of WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio.
3: This is the WKMF mainframe computer filling in for Jeff Fanghorn, who is out recovering from an emergency vasectomy. A fight broke out on Trekkeys, the Star Trek show hosted by Scott Rice. The guest panel came to blows over when Captain James Tiberius Kirk chose to employ the breaking thrusters in the episode Tomorrow Is Yesterday. Scott maintains he did it at the right time, but Greg Huffleplank maintains the thrusters were fired early. There was name calling, pinching and slapping before police arrived on the scene. No charges will be filed. This has been the WKMF Mainframe Computer with your news update. Now back to the late night fright with Den and Faith. Idiots.
0: Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me holding down the graveyard shift is my awesomely awesome co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. So, Faith, it is, uh, let's see, 15 until the hour, and it's 1245 here in Cozy Corner. We're wrapping up our discussion of 1988's Child's Play. This movie was protested before it came out because some parents and child groups said that it was going to incite violence in children. Child's Play 3 in the United Kingdom, uh, they claim it was the inspiration for two murders. Police said that there was absolutely no link between those murders and Child's Play 3. Tom Holland says viewers of horror movies can only be influenced by the content if they're unbalanced to begin with. We've talked about the effect of horror movies on people, uh, you know, on the audience, and uh, right. certain people before on this show. Uh, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare was one where we talked about it. Scream is one, uh, our very first show, we talked mm-hmm. about the impact that a horror movie has on somebody. Do you agree or disagree with uh, Tom Holland there? I agree. I agree with him, too. Mm-hmm. I I have watched plenty of horror films in my time. I've watched plenty of violent movies in my time, some cartoonish, some you know, more realistic that, that make you, you know, uh, you know, uncomfortable as it is Uh, disturbing movies. I've seen plenty of those and I've never felt the need to (laughs) emulate those acts (laughs) in in real life. So I do agree with him. I think that uh, if you are unbalanced to begin with, then it could have that effect. Yeah. Does that mean they have a responsibility to censor themselves? I I don't know. That's a discussion maybe for another time and a, a deep discussion, but if you're if you're keeping truth, though, from something, then I think that's that's you are doing people a disservice, because what would Nightmare on Elm Street be without the disturbing elements? And uh, right. <laughs> some of our great films have disturbing elements that they uh, that are integral to to the story right. and to the moral of of the films. Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting discussion. I, I don't have a good answer. You know, you certainly don't want to trigger people. You know but uh exactly uh but yeah, this movie it, it was protested, like I said, even before it came out because they heard there was a doll. Now, with that said, what I will add to this discussion is this movie was indeed rated R, of course, R for restricted, meaning you can't be under 17 without a parent. And if you're a parent taking your kid to see this, I was just about you know, to say the same thing, know, then, then shame on you, right? I mean, yeah, you know, they, they say that it's you know. Not for kids. And it was not marketed as a kids' movie.
1: Right.
0: You know, but uh, no, that's, that's an interesting discussion. That is something that I've been thinking about a lot since we uh, talked about Wes Craven's New Nightmare mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, uh, because that movie does address, you know, the impact that horror films have on children. You right. know, and Wes seems to land on the side that they are important for, for kids to at least know the darker stories at mm-hmm. times. So uh, I agree with him. I, I agree with him. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into it. Uh, we, we, this is you know, going to be rehashing a lot of things here. Favorite scenes. Um, my favorite scene in the movie is indeed the reveal that, uh, the Chucky doll is alive and inhabited by Charles Lee Ray, at least when seventh heaven lady finds out that, uh, <laughs> and the audience actually finds out in that scene too. That's your first, you know, confirmation. Yeah. Uh, again, as I said, the, uh, knife in the car was, uh, was again, a very funny scene to me. Did you have any uh, that I did not list?
1: I, I liked uh, when he was slashing through the door. Chucky was with a knife. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a good scene, too. <laughs> I liked yeah. that moment. Uh, my favorite line. I've mentioned these already, but uh, like the old Universal movies that said a good cast was worth repeating. Good lines are worth repeating. Aunt Maggie was a bitch who had it coming. And <laughs> you stupid bitch, you filthy slut.
1: Those are my favorites. All inspiring.
0: <laughs> They will make you feel good about life, won't they? Yes. <laughs> uh, another thing that I loved in this movie was a guy at the end, Tommy Swerdlow plays Jack Santos. He's an actor and a screenwriter. He has a great mustache in this movie <laughs> and the most clueless look on his face and it is just priceless. And True. this guy has kind of been in the movie, but then he just really shows up at the end it's oh, like, yeah. who the hell is this guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you need a doctor? You know, <laughs> like, uh, also, let's see what else do I like here. Uh, Andy is on a bus in Chicago in the middle of the day, just him and his doll, and no one seems to notice. Right? No truant officer, no policeman, no no upstanding citizen notices that <laughs> no. there's this kid on a bus with his doll going into a shady <laughs> section of town, and no one seems to notice or care. A lot of weird choices. A lot of weird choices. <laughs> Uh, I would also like to add that, uh, as our mainframe computer so eloquently said in the synopsis, uh, I love that she buys a doll in a back alley where they sell smack, blow, and ass. Yeah. Do you think that they were only selling smack, blow, and ass back in that back alley?
1: (laughs) Probably not. No. (laughs) Yeah, just that's that's weird.
0: So, um... (laughs) We're going to start doing this on the show. We're, we're stealing this idea from our Nicholas Cage episodes. Uh, I only have one category on this show uh, for this movie. Uh, in the Cage episodes, we uh, had five categories and we would uh, – give them, uh, Nick's, uh, those are some fun episodes. Uh, and by the way, we're going to be doing a new video on demand, Nicholas Cage movie soon. As soon as it becomes available to rent, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be all over that one. Uh, check out those Nicholas Cage episodes. We've also done a film he did called primal, uh, video on demand. We actually really like that movie more than we thought we were going to like it. Yeah. So kind of I, I can't remember the name of this movie we're going to be doing in a few weeks, but I know Tommy Chong is in it, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, the only category I have here is a uh, evil ginger doll. What do you give this out of a possible five?
1: Um, five knives. His his appearance.
0: Just just or evil just him in general. The evil ginger doll vibe of this movie. i give
1: him like a four and a half.
0: You only go four. I'm going to go five. Okay. I'm going to five. He was trying to stab that guy in the dick, Faith.
1: Okay. I, okay. <laughs> but four and a half is where I land. He,
0: he called her a filthy slut, Faith, <laughs> and she had shown no signs of slutdom up to that point.
1: Slutdom. <laughs> I see why you're giving it a five. Okay. Okay.
0: I just, we need to be together on this, Faith. So that's what nine and a half divided by two four something. I yeah. don't know. I can't. Mm-hmm.
1: See? I can't yeah. do math.
0: Uh, do you have anything you would like to add about Child's Play or any of the other Chucky movies? I would,
1: I would like to jump in really quickly yes. about the Nicolas Cage. It was called. It's called The Color Out of Space.
0: The Color Out of Space.
1: And then about this movie, I really like the theme of this movie. The music. Do you like it?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even talk I about it. That
1: it sounds kind of like kid music. Yeah. Almost like a xylophone, almost. Mm-hmm. Is what that's called? Yes. But then it's like really dark and creepy because yeah. that's what Chucky
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I can't say enough good things about Brad Dorif. Just how game he is. There's a funny story. His daughter Fiona. We talked about. She had come with him to a recording session, and uh, he didn't realize that she had gotten into the booth with him. She was really <laughs> little, and he was doing one of the scenes where he was like being burned up. Oh. God. You know, and he's doing it. Uh, you know, and she started crying and he felt bad. Of course, he felt bad. You know, he's like, oh, I made my daughter cry. But then he said there was one part of his brain going, oh, you did a really good job. Whatever you're doing, keep, keep doing, doing that. It. Keep doing that. So, um, yeah, this this movie is all the much better because of Brad Dorf, oh, of And uh, it's it, it really is fun. Just the the whole voodoo element. It's it's, you know, when it, then it gets into like, uh, you know, they, they learn that Charles Lee Ray. You know, is in the voodoo. It just starts getting really crazy because, of course, he is.
1: Of course, right, right. Of course, he is.
0: <laughs> so, well, we are about to hand this off to Afterglow, the show that comes on after the Late Night Fright. We have our good friend Bobby Damato. He is in the studio with us. It feels like we haven't seen Bobby in a while. Bobby has a very special musical guest for us, and uh, they're going to be appearing on his show and apparently you know the theme of this movie a friend is a friend to the end right mm-hmm. that's that's the theme so apparently they have something very special musically for us here, that they're going to be performing for us. So, Bobby, it's uh, it's good to see you. It has been a while. How have you been? Hey, you guys. Yeah, it has been. It's been a long time. I thought for a minute, like you know, like uh, you guys like didn't want me on the show anymore. You know, because I did change deodorant. You know, I was using like Old Spice, but now I'm like a brute guy. So like, I didn't know if like you know like my body chemistry and like the brute was like making this like you know bad concoction, and you guys was like staying away. But you know, I also have been out of town doing the hammer curl tournaments and all that and i uh, have been you know uh i took a little vacation and i was doing like hooters across america you know like i was going to like like different hooters locations like in different places you know so i mean i haven't like really been in town but it is a lot of fun to see you guys and i am you know i'm raring to go on afterglow tonight i thought your show tonight was really good uh faith i'm with you chucky he scares me mm-hmm. i do not like little ginger dolls coming at me with <laughs> with knives you know what i mean uh I know that is for uh, crazy, crazy ex girlfriends to do, not not little ginger dolls. So, uh, but yeah, great show, guys. Good to see you again, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun on Afterglow tonight. What are you, uh, what you, what you got rolling on Afterglow tonight? Well, we got baby making music. Uh, I myself am not too fond of babies, but I do enjoy the baby making process. If you know what I mean, Faith, get that look off of your face. You know what I mean.
1: I think everyone knows what you mean.
0: Well, sometimes I can be confusing. You know, I'm esoteric with uh, with uh, some of the knowledge that I drop sometimes, you know. Yeah, Bobby, that's, that's real esoteric. Uh, so you have a surprise for us. They uh, This is going to be piped in. We're going to end the show here with a very special song, I understand. Now, what have we got tonight, Bobby? Tonight we got a uh, for you guys because it's been a while since I've been on the show, you know. And this this movie here, this this, this batshit crazy movie, Child's Play with batshit crazy Chucky, right? Uh, you know, friends of friends until the end. And I thought, you know, what better song to uh, to encapsulate. Uh, the tenets of friendship Then uh, that old you Remember that old Bible school song I don't know if you guys went to Bible school Like I'm a Catholic I think like the Protestants and all them guys They got this too uh, What is that? that That friends of like flowers song You know what I'm talking about You know friends of like flowers In the garden of love or whatever Well you guys As a special treat for me coming back I have Lever. You know Lever, Cozy Corner's hardest band? Yeah, yeah, hard, you know, (laughs) they hard more ways than one. Anyway, I got them, and they have a very special rendition of Friends All Like Flowers. They're going to play for you guys and play the show out. How do you think of that?
1: I'm uh, I'm excited for it.
0: I I really look yeah. forward to to hearing this. So, <laughs> well, uh, Bobby, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Faith, uh, I think it's time for us to say good night. I think so, too. This has been a very fun show. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have another horror film. We are not 100% sure, but March is indeed John Carpenter month, so you're going to want to be around for that. John Carpenter is one of our favorite directors, has made some of the greatest films, I believe, of all time. Absolutely. And we're going to be looking at his 80s uh, output. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Check out our show on Living Doll. That is from the Twilight Zone. That is available now wherever podcasts can be found. And we have a very fun episode available on the Huey Lewis music video, doing it all for my baby and his new album, Weather. Also available wherever podcasts can be found. Bobby, thank you so much for bringing Lever. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you count them off? Hey, you guys, they're ready for it. Come on, like do that hard thing you do.
3: I'm right. Let's hold
2: hands and be friends. Get in a circle. Friends. Hey, where you going? You jerk. Flowers. Get back in the circle, jerk. Flowers. Friends are like flowers. Beautiful flowers. Friends are like flowers in the garden of love. Friends, friends are friends until the end. Flowers. This one girl took me to the end. Friends are like flowers! Beautiful flowers! Friends are like flowers in the garden of love! Friends! Great show everybody! Flowers! I'm going to meet my special rose, Gaspers, at the Red Flowers! I'm going to pollinate her petals! Friends! 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 I'm <laughs> sorry.